This is episode 8 of Small Business Rising. My name is Marta Gabriela. And my name is Sina. And today we are going to talk about entrepreneurship as a mirror and map for personal development. There is this very useful approach to life that helps you learn from every experience. Instead of asking, why is this happening to me? You can ask, why is this happening for me? And just like you can use relationships with your parents, partners and children as a great reflection of your inner reality, you can also use your business as a mirror and map for learning and growing. Hello, everyone. It's an amazing day, amazing show, and we have an amazing guest, Candice. Thank, what a welcome. Thank you. You're very, very welcome here with us. Uh, I'm just going to give a short introduction because usually it's me and Anna mm -hmm. who are hosting the show. And unfortunately, today, Anna cannot be here with us because of ill baby Gabby. All the best of uh, feeling good again, uh, Gabby, to you. And um, instead of Anna... Uh, we have another co-host, and that's Sine. Uh, Sine is an aspiring podcaster. She uh, would really like to try herself out as a podcaster, and I thought that this is a fantastic opportunity for Sine to see how it feels. So I invited Sine to be my co-host today. And in the show notes, you'll find information about Sine so that you can know more about Sine. And then we have our fantastic guest, Candice, who will be talking about this topic that I just absolutely completely love. So entrepreneurship as a mirror and map for personal development. Just, you know, just tell me more about it. That's how I feel. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> There's a lot to say. So we'll we'll get it in a nice summary for today. <laughs> and at the same time, we would still like to have at least a little bit of Anna with us on the show. And we were so lucky that Anna has uh, recorded uh, a message to you, Candice. So Dave, if we can ask you to play Anna. Here we go then. Well, hello, everyone. This is Anna from Small Business Rising here, but not here recording from her. Well, actually, I borrowed my daughter's bedroom. So Technically not from my room, but from my apartment. Unfortunately, I cannot join you today in the studio because I am home with my toddler daughter who is unfortunately recovering from some serious cold. And uh, our uh, radio engineer, Dave, so it happens he's her dad. <laughs> and because of that, only one of us can arrive to the studio. And for the time being, Dave is so important. He's irreplaceable. They literally have no replacement for him in a radio station. So I hope that this uh, short voicemail will compensate for a lack of me in a program. Uh, first of all, uh, hello. And now I will have a problem. Candace, Candence, See, darling, I am a Polish native speaker. And until today, I have problem with uh, determining how to pronounce uh, English and American names. So sorry for that. If I was there, I would ask you exactly how to pronounce it. Um, I wish you a great uh, interview and a great time with Marta and Sine 
who is uh, today trying out her uh, skills as a co-host. And I actually have a question for you. I have been through your uh, website and profile, of course, like any uh, good researcher. Some people might call it stalking, but I don't care. I think I'm just very methodical and very professional. So I know that you also have your own podcast with another lady. I think her website is I am Neptune. And I know that you are also touching upon uh, more uh, spiritual astrological aspects. So my question for you is, how did you survive the uh, the full moon that was here yesterday? Well, depending where you are in this world, uh, but roughly 1st of October, it was supposed to be one of the most explosive, if not the most explosive full moon in the entire year 2020 that in itself, it's probably one of the most explosive years we have seen so far. So I wonder how did you went through it? Uh, was it easy? Was it hard? What helped you to uh, to stay grounded through this uh, difficult astrological moment? And uh, yeah, I'm very curious because you know that there is another one coming on 31st on Halloween because it's 2020. So not only we will have two full moons in October, which happens rarely, but the second one will uh, fall exactly in Halloween, which is fantastic, really. I do expect zombie apocalypse because what the hell? Or maybe aliens, who knows? Yeah, tell us how you went through it and how, how was the experience for you? I wish you a great show. And I will be listening to it with uh, a lot of curiosity and excitement. Wish I was there, but I'm not. Maybe next time. (laughs) Take care. And uh, dear listeners, we will hear each other next week. That was Anna from Small Business Rising. Also from her daughter's bedroom. Bye bye. Wow, what a welcome and what an amazing question. Um, I love this because I already feel so much closer to Anna and she's not even here. So that is a testament to her energy. Uh, to speak first on the full moon, which was, I am an, an I would say aspiring astrological geek. Um, my partner, as she mentioned, Nicole, um, also known as I am Neptune, she's an actual astrologer. So she's been teaching me a lot about the moons and the cycles. Uh, so yes, the full moon passed over about, uh, I think it was like midnight here in Denmark yesterday, but the energy carries on for, you know, about three or four days on the other side. This, like Anna said, is a very powerful moon. It's a full moon in Aries, which is the sign of, it's a five sign sign of action and oh now I'm getting geeky but the ruling planet of Aries is Mars and Mars is also in retrograde so it's this weird powerful energy of a lot of fire a lot of wanting to go forward but also being held back in some ways which really calls for how I spent most of the full moon which was in reflection for most of the time so going in kind of recalibrating full moons are also notorious for being a time of gratitude practice and welcoming in the intentions that you set during the new moon so and that's going to be coming in two weeks so yeah I just I spent a lot of time journaling and then 
with that energy, with that fire energy that came from the new moon, I spent a lot of time working on the podcast and doing some writing and finalizing some final projects. So it was a really nice mix. Thank you for asking. Um, and I did a nice little ceremony even this morning with one of my favorite tarot readers, Chris Corsini. Check him out. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I spent the full moon energy. But if for anybody who's just diving into this, if you're like, what is all happening? There's just a lot of fun energy to use right now. And it's a great time for reflection and for looking deeper into what you want to welcome in this next month. And yeah, get ready for the next full moon. Again, two full moons in one month on Halloween because it's 2020. Uh, that's going to be another powerful energy kind of center. So definitely there's so much beautiful research about it if you are more interested in those. What's going on in the sky? I love this, how people get to know oh, you. Wow. Before we ask you questions, yeah, yeah. <laughs> around went into full moon, yeah, and I love it because it really shows a lot about you, about who you are as a person. Shows a lot about how passionate you are. So, uh, Anna, thank you for your voicemail. Thank you for asking great questions. Yes, thank and you. thank you, Candice, for uh, this introduction to yourself yeah. and to the full moon in Aries. Absolutely great. And still, I will be the traditional interviewer and I will ask you a couple of questions yes, around who do. you actually are. Yeah. So let's start with this very uh, down to earth, you mm. know, like what's your full name? My full name, this is debatable, but my full name on my birth certificate is Candace Rose Stevens. And don't worry, Anna, every place I've traveled to, there's different pronunciations for my name. In French, it's Gondis. Uh, in Danish, it's Candence. There's also like an N. Um, I think it's just a slip of the keyboard. I've always been called Candance. Like it's, it was actually on my diploma. They accidentally, I was Candance Stevens. Luckily, I can throw a beat down and dance. So it's fine for that. Uh, but yeah, full name, Candace Rose Stevens. Changing it to Candace Rosalie's. Okay, so you did uh, sneak in a little bit of information about being ready for the podcast. And I have a feeling that it's not only about the podcast that we are doing here together today, that uh, there is another podcast. There is another podcast. Uh, the podcast I have with my partner, Nicole, it's called For Your Conscious Consideration. And this is such a passion project for us because it came from my friend and Nicole and I really just having these raw, random, but powerful conversations about things that were just heavy on our noggins. And yes, it went through kind of our, our love of spirituality and our background in coaching, but we also are different facets together and really just dive into so many of the topics that are so heavy on our minds and our hearts right now. And so we've really kickstarted it and yeah, it's been amazing. It's been really fun. And it's great because each time I record, I learn something more about myself and the world and how I want to show up in it. Well, I have already subscribed to your podcast. <laughs> and you. to all our listeners, uh, you will be able to find all the information about Candice and about her podcast on the fiveoptions.com. Or in the show notes, if you are listening to, uh, if you are listening to, um, to that on a podcast already. Mm. Sorry, I got a little bit thrown off because someone accidentally, uh, someone just entered to the radio and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> uh, so sorry on for. Our toes, on our toes. <laughs> it's uh, one of the little fairies. Ooh. Yeah. It is the full moon. Yeah. <laughs> so much magic happening here yes. in the studio. <laughs> and. Yes. So podcast yes. for your conscious consideration sounds mm -hmm. amazing. Another 
question that I have for you. Yes. What are the three words that you would describe yourself in? Now, I'm a self-proclaimed wordsmith, so this is really hard to narrow down to three. I'm also Sagittarius, if we're going into moon, which, woo, woo, Sag, <laughs> Sag in the building. So I, it's hard for me to make choices. Um, I did settle on, I would say, compassionate, and that's something I've really been fostering and really celebrating, especially this past year. Um, optimistic. I, I really try to see, at least play devil's advocate for the light and see the learning lesson behind any any depth, any challenge. And to kind of give myself a little bit of leeway, I'd say uncategorical because that's kind of what I am. I'm a mix of all of it. <laughs> that's a great word, uncategorical. Uncategorical, yeah. I think it's the first I've, time. <laughs> I've never heard you someone know? describe themselves with that word, but that is really great. It's I've clung to it. It actually came out of me. I'm not even sure if it's a legal word. I have to look at like dictionary.com now, but I've just claimed it. Uh, during one of the first coaching retreats I went to, which was truly mind-blowing and changed my life, we had to do this exercise where we did have to claim three words and three ways um, that we would describe ourselves. And it was after such a deep meditation and journaling and reflection. And that was the last one that came out. And I like had to scream it and claim it. And I just like was crying. I was like, uncategorical. That's what I am. Because I'm, I feel like I've always tried to define myself and I think sometimes we put ourselves we we it's a detriment to put ourselves in a box and try to label ourselves so much rather than just focus on being the expression of who we are and not worrying about how how it needs to be translated to someone else after. So I have an impression that Anna will love that word. Yeah. Yeah, I just found it in in yeah. the in the Google. It exists. It, it, exist, it is a word. It's a legal word. <laughs> I, I like how the definition goes, no? It's a silly, yeah. but this... Distressingly <laughs> common malapropism. <laughs> As am I. Honestly, I feel very seen in that definition, so I'm claiming it. I'm still claiming it categorical. Well, it's it <laughs> it's funny yours. because I had the I had the feeling of asking you when you were talking about the full moon, like, what is your star sign? Yeah. I'm, and it feels very Sagittarius, like, no, no, you cannot put me in a box. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I, Sag sun, and then I'll get... I'll get real into it. And my moon's in Cancer, and I'm a rising sign Scorpio. Well, yeah. So a it. lot of emotion <laughs> under this fire, which is explosive combination. But that's for another time. <laughs> I do sense it. I do sense it. <laughs> my dad was a Sagittarius. Yeah, it's palpable. <laughs> yeah, we're coming for you. We're surrounding you now. <laughs> well, I have one kid that is a Sagittarius. I have mm. one kid that is a Scorpio, and oh. one kid that is a Libra. Which one is a Sagittarius? Ooh. One. Sagittarius, Alex. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need to know. I can just give a nod, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That's the best thing I would say if you're if you're not as familiar with astrology. When anybody says anything about their signs, like oh yeah, I see that for you. I totally see that. And then just softly walk away. It's fine. It'll get you out of anything. <laughs> yeah, totally. Good advice. <laughs> totally a Libra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, all right. So I did also do some research on your website, just like Anna. Mm-hmm. And I did read something that really captured my attention. Yes. It said that you are an intuitive intercultural communicator. Yes. What does it mean and mm. how do we eat it? Great question. That was another thing is when, so I'm a writer. And so writing about myself, especially in response to what I'm offering and, and my business 
what I've really found and the cool thing I love about how I am naturally and how I am in study and in academics is that I like to meld things. I always see the connection of things and it's really hard for me to want to keep things separate, which can, can, you know, be not so great sometimes. But with intuitive intercultural communicator, I knew my, my master's, my background is in intercultural studies. And that is really just me being open and educated and constantly educating myself about how to communicate and connect with people who come from different cultures than myself. I can even go deeper into that. And, and my personal philosophy is that we all have our own unique internal culture, each individual. So being an intercultural communicator is just being someone who's open to learning about someone else and and learning more about themselves in the meantime. And intuitive is because, yes, I am spiritual and I'm leaning into that. And a lot of my creation and a lot of my work and my uh, collaboration with others is on an intuitive level. It's trusting my intuition over the rules and regulations. And I spent especially in this age and time and year of 2020, I think that's what a lot of us are being called to is to see the systems that we are operating in and start to reclaim our power from them and notice, you know what, my gut, my gut has actually protected me and led me to some really incredible places. And so I think it's safe to to claim that and say, yes, I'm an intuitive intercultural communicator because I'm always going to try to be open when another conversation comes, but also knowing boundaries and knowing my intuition of my gut saying, don't engage in this conversation. Don't, you know, don't fire back with that sag energy, take it back and not, I'm going to follow that. So yeah, that's, that's really what it, it breaks down for, for me. Okay. So what do you actually offer? You did, I did capture writing. Yes. Part? So I offer writing assistance. I'm also an editor. And then again, melding it, I work with creation and content creation also on the intuitive level. So this, my projects really vary, which is exciting. I have some clients where I'm just helping them to do copy with an ebook, for example. But then I have other clients who are in the beginning stages of wanting to launch a blog and they're not really sure where to start. So we're going really into yes, their writing and the uh, schedule of how much they want to post. But we're also looking at how do you feel when you're creating? When is the best time for you to be creating? Uh, do you like to have an outline to write from or do you like to just take notes? Do you like to journal or do you like to send voice notes to yourself? So it's really working on getting the creative center and intuitive center for that client so that they can be their best to create. So that's why a lot of my projects are super different. And again, my Sagittarius mind loves that. So yeah, it's it's all kind of different offerings, but always with the basis of intention and purpose and creation and a good thread of writing in there. Thank you for sharing that. Just wanted for our listeners to know what they could get in contact with you for. And now I would like to move a a little bit uh, from who you are to your journey. So I would love to hear what brought you to Denmark. Yes, uh, that's, I would say, about a threefold reason. 
First being my partner, who is Danish. Uh, we actually met while we were both au pairs in Paris. I know, sigh for like, oh, romantic, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was great. Um, but then it wasn't when he was going back to Denmark and I was going back to the States. And at that point, I was in Austin, Texas. So we were actually long distance uh, for about three years. So that was something that was about to hit its expiration date if we were going to you know, continue growing together. And then I was also looking to do my studies, my master's program. And I really couldn't find something like intercultural studies in the States that I really felt passionate about. And ta-da, Aarhus University actually opened up the intercultural studies. I was just the second class to be in that uh, study, which was amazing. And then also living in Austin, Texas during the 2016 election, was a final sign that I it might be good for me to try something new and get out. So for all of those three reasons, I came to Denmark about three years ago, and I'm absolutely so ecstatic and happy about that decision. So it was love. It was the Mr. President. Yeah, it was love, <laughs> self-preservation, and studies. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So I wanted to ask you to name three professions that you have tried so far? Only three? Only three, yes, because I know that there were many. <laughs> There's so many. Okay, the last the I would say... The most interesting. The most interesting. Well, I loved doing event planning. That was a really fun one that I did right out of college. Um, in Austin, Texas, I was working with an international education company, so I got to just travel around most of the states and talk to students and tell them why I love studying abroad during my college experience and why they should too. So I absolutely love that job. And though it could be taxing and though I've had mixed feelings about it, I will claim that I was a server for many of years and still working in the restaurant and the food industry. I met some of the best friends in my life. I had some of the funniest, also most aggravating moments, but all learning lessons coming for that. So those would be like the top three, I guess. Okay. Very, very interesting. It is a wonderful industry. It is. Uh, I miss it some days and Me then I'm too. like, no, but it's, it's still, still rep it for the service workers. Love it. Okay. Sina, your time to ask some questions <laughs> about Candace's journey, if you're up for it. Yes. Um... Now I I got completely soaked into your story. <laughs> I lured you in. Yeah. No, I'm just um I'm curious about like um I got I think I got um there's just so many points to take um uh, to dive into. Yeah. I felt um what is it that you love most about your work now and working mm. with people? I love being able to be the, especially now with my, my own business, being the fullest expression of myself at every moment and allowing people and inspiring people and hopefully empowering people to to do the same for themselves. And with that, the coolest thing I think is that I'm constantly learning more about entrepreneurship and myself and intercultural communication with every single client, with every single session, with every single new project. And I think that goes a lot into the topic for today is because I take it seriously. I am mindful and I am present as much as I can with every activity I'm doing. So 
regardless of what it is that I'm doing, I'm always learning and I'm always looking at that. Oh, is that a sign for this? Or is, oh, that was something that clicked in that I prayed for the other day or, oh, wow, that person said something and it really triggered me. Why? Why did it trigger me rather than just seeing the situation at face value? So I think that's one of the, one of my favorite parts of my work is I'm working and creating, but constantly just learning more about myself in the meantime and helping people, which is like my favorite thing. <laughs> I love the smooth transition that we can get from this uh, place uh, to the actual topic yeah. of the show. What you just said in the last uh, sentence, how mm-hmm. you're learning more and more about yourself mm-hmm. as you work. Uh, just as a reminder, the topic is entrepreneurship as a mirror and map for personal development. Mm -hmm. So let's start from what actually means the mirror. What does it mean to you? Love it. So mirror. Very curious about that one. This blew my mind. This was one of the first concepts I learned in my coaching education. And picture a mirror. It's really just looking at and understanding and holding the belief that everything that is external of us, so not in our body, our consciousness, everything that's external of us and in our environment is really mirroring or reflecting a component or aspect that we have internally. That's as, as as simple as it is. It's really just saying, like I mentioned, oh, someone cuts me off on the road. Instead of saying, oh, that person cut me off on the road in this external environment saying, okay, well, I must have some frustration or where am I cutting myself off or what, like these are the, <laughs> these are the conversations I get to in my head. But it's really just understanding that there is this synchronicity between the internal and the external and that our life is really just a reflection of how we are feeling, how we are cultivating, how we are existing inside of ourselves internally. Well, I definitely resonate with that concept. When mm-hmm. we were talking, mm-hmm. uh, when Candice and I had a conversation preparing for that show, I was like, preach, sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we're on it. Yeah, so that's absolutely very con- congruent with how I live my life right now. And, um, and I would, and I'm really, uh, you know, looking forward to exploring how we can use our entrepreneurial journey, yes. because of course this is small business rising. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we want to help any conscious small business owner, community builder, mm-hmm. solo creator who is ready to learn from their journey, mm-hmm. so that they can empower themselves instead of giving to blockages. Absolutely, love that. So before we go into that, I would actually propose that we have a musical break so that we, uh, yeah, we relax a little bit, yeah. we listen to some music, and then we deep dive into how we do that. Get ready. Brilliant. I'm gonna, uh, we're gonna play a song from Anastal which is a wonderful Danish artist from Udense. Uh, he pretty much did most part of his career in London. I never met him there, but we met here, and we work in this uh, wonderful song that you're going to get to hear. Uh, the name of the song is Where Were You?
They all pull night and do nothing but dance In a big house full of sinners and saints She took me by the hand to her place
you, Anners, for your beautiful song, uh, sharing it with us in the studio. And we are back with Small Business Rising and the topic Entrepreneurship as a Mirror and Map for Personal Development. And we are here at the studio, Marta Sine, the guest co-host, and our beautiful guest, Candice. My best try on the name pronunciation. Nailed it. Nailed it. I like hearing it in, in different dialects and different accents. It's like my favorite you thing. You don't want so. to hear it in Spanish. No? Please, I do. Candida. Oh. <laughs> Which it has a, you know. I was going to say, I was like, I think it has a different meaning, but I'll still take it. You know what it means? Yeah. I, I just remember people looking like, oh, it's not the, you might not want to be super. Someone, someone in Spanish, someone candido or candida means that they bring uh, peace and, and, <gasps> like and they candor. are welcome. Oh, yeah. I will claim it. Because I also yeah. know candies in like Danish, it's like the candies. It's like those like little sugar. <laughs> so I was like, I'll take that too. We'll go yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, there you go. Another, another, <laughs> another tip. Another tip, yeah. That's the beauty of different nationalities. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's why I study what I study. I swear, I get so jazzed about learning like those little things. I'm like, oh, I would have never known that if I just stayed in my one little bubble. That's what gets me excited. All right. So let's talk about learning from entrepreneurship. And oh. when we talk about learning, I right away think about mistakes. Mm. And Favorite topic. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and that's a really good question. I'm really mm. curious how you're going to answer this oh, one with yeah. your approach. So what has been the biggest mistake you've made at that point of time when you still thought it was a mistake? Right. <laughs> because Absolutely. I'm sure that you... <laughs> You'll get on this one. Mm -hmm. And what have you learned from it? So again, in true Sagittarius nature, <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying it, but I would say as a summary, my biggest mistakes that I've made in my life were taking others' opinions as facts and not listening to myself and my intuition and what I knew at that point to be right for me, not right for everybody, but right for me. And I think for a lot of us, but for myself, that is the biggest proponent and like root cause of a lot of the mistakes I have made and sometimes still do. But hey, we're learning from it. We're aware, right? So, yeah. Okay. And um, you did tell us already how you understand the concept of mirroring. So how did you discover that entrepreneurship journey can serve you as a mirror? Well, really, like you opened up and said, I think once I started to understand that all of my external was a mirror, once I then was getting into entrepreneurship and was just meeting myself with these tasks or things that were challenging me or triggering me, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is just a whole nother stage and platform for me to investigate the bits of myself that either need a little bit more healing or a little bit more attention or a little bit more determination or whatever it is. So it was really just taking those moments where instead of just writing that email and saying, why do I, why am I putting so much just, or why do I feel so scared to send this email sitting with it and saying, Oh, it's because a little bit of imposter syndrome is coming up or, Oh, I remember feeling like this when I was talking to that person that I didn't know, or, Oh, I remember this same feeling coming up in a different situation. And so once I started to kind of the researcher mind and analytical part of me started to map all of these things out, I realized that it really was 
kind of like you think of it a family tree is like it all came down to one root or just a tree. All of these branches of these scenarios or pricing or um, self-investment or networking, it all, if I had some stipulations or things that came up, I could map it down to this really comes to the root cause of me not feeling worthy or me having fear. Okay, can just you? a little clarification before we go. And Sine, you can be ready with the questions. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted for you to give a few words on what is imposters, imposter syndrome absolutely. in case our listeners are not familiar. Yes, absolutely. So imposter syndrome, it is a psychological condition. And there's so much more research, which I'm really grateful to see the resurgence of research around it since even I was in school. It's, it's essentially the feeling and the belief that you are an imposter in your own body, like you feel like you're not ready, that you shouldn't be invited to the table. So for example, if you have been working towards your business degree, the whole, you know, this whole time you've been working on it, working on it, and you're at your final business review, and you have to stand up and say, yes, this is what I learned. And this is an advocate for yourself. And you start to feel nervous. And you start to say, I don't know, I don't have enough experience. These person have people have more experience than me, and I don't know. And you just start to go back and discount yourself. A lot of that can come to what they call imposter syndrome by saying you feel like you were an imposter in that place. You feel like they think I'm ready, but I don't think I'm ready. Like I'm just lying here. I feel like ooh, at one point someone is going to say, boo, he's a big phony, uh, to quote Family Guy. And <laughs> love that show. That's, where, that's where my <laughs> mind goes. Um, and you, and you think someone's going to call you out and say, nope, you, I don't know how you made it here, but you made it, you know, you're out. That's the imposter syndrome. And there's so much, again, research where you can find probably very clear <laughs> descriptions of it. But that's it, it's one of those things that comes up a lot for me. And I, I would imagine a lot for entrepreneurs and people. It comes up often right when you're stepping into your power. Right. And, and that ego is saying, oh, let's just knock it down a little bit. That's usually imposter syndrome for me. Okay, thank you. Sina, go ahead yeah. with your question. Well, that was one of my questions because yeah. for many it can be like what is said and often we yeah. hear it. there are so many words also I feel in this, in the industry mm -hmm. where often maybe also people can be afraid to ask, what do they mean? Yes. You know, please <laughs> in ask. coaching and yeah, yeah this self-development. Mm -hmm. um, could you um, deepen or dive into more of of how your business or I don't know how you um, what you call it if you call it your business yeah like how has it served you uh, in regards to healing mm. like that's what I heard from what you described before I don't yes. know if you would use that word absolutely I and I would use a lot of words <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my nature but for me it was And especially because my business is so personal to me, my business is me offering services that are feel very purposeful and very passionate to me. So I feel like it's also kind of like an inception of sort with my personal business. But I think anybody who is starting a project that they are putting their spirit into or just their attention or just their energy into, it is worth it to understand that the energy that you're putting into it, it's creating This beautiful little piece and that creation is the amalgamation of what you're putting into it and understanding that maybe you're not putting your fullest into it or maybe you're discounting some of what you could create because there are these spots to heal. So 
I have some examples, so maybe that would yeah would be a little bit okay. So love that. And I mentioned like the email, but one of the biggest things, okay, for when I was first starting to do my coaching offerings, and the big thing I'm sure that comes up for a lot of entrepreneurs is pricing. And I was like, okay, well, first thing I was like, well, how much are other people charging and how much and how much experience do I have? And am I good enough to charge that much? Are people going to pay for this? And all these questions came up. And when I sat with them, I was like, this seems a lot like... I have some healing to do with my self-worth and how worthy I feel like my time, my energy is. Before I even got to how worthy I feel like my writing is or if I'm qualified, it was how worthy do I feel? Am I opening myself up to receive the amount of money that I'm not even deserving of but just worthy of and and to the extent that I'm putting my energy into it? And so especially with women, we find this a lot that pricing can be a very – I want to say, I, I don't use this loosely, but like traumatic um, experience because, you know, the facts are, especially me being a black woman, I think the figures are like almost two, a third or so. We're getting paid a third or so of a white man in the same role. So that growing up in America and living in that environment, of course, I'm going to, that a little bit of that is going to be in me. And so I have to understand that, yes, it might be why I'm not feeling as worthy to charge this certain price, but it's also, again, noticing the environment and the other stories and the other platforms that I've been, I kind of say like subscribe to, I didn't know I subscribed to them, but I've subscribed to that are creating this, um, this challenge to just price my services. So that's just one example of, oh, okay, like how much is that program worth versus all of the healing and the reflection that comes after to say, oh, wow, okay, maybe I should look at this in journal and take a, a step away before I come back and try this again. I think self-worth also goes into investing in yourself or investing in your business and saying, hmm, that's too expensive or I don't know, or and kind of the risk is a huge thing that comes up. And, and I think that really goes down to, am I willing to bet on myself? Am I worthy enough that I'm going to put this money down and put this energy down and and trust that I'm worth it? So, so just, I just want to make sure that I understand this correctly. Yeah. So basically what you're saying as an entrepreneur, whenever you are meeting a situation that is in some way difficult yes. or triggering, Yes. Something that makes you feel bad. Oh, or I will even say something that makes you feel good and you don't know how to respond to it. Okay. So anything triggering, mm-hmm. anything with high level emotion mm-hmm. attached to it, yeah. both on a negative, what we judge as negative mm-hmm. and what we judge as positive. Absolutely. That's a great opportunity for you yeah. to take it inside, reflect on it and find something within yourself to resolve. It's yes, it's information. I I think for me and I see all of us and my personal kind of view is like we're all just learning about ourselves constantly and the world is the classroom. And so when these emotions come up, which is a whole other topic about actually being grateful for our emotions and thanking our emotions when they come up because they are trying to tell us something, it's taking that moment to say, okay, maybe it's not just, oh, I'm bad at this or this is aggravating or this is stressful. Maybe there's something deeper behind the challenge that is worth investigating. And I say positive things too because something, for example, I my friend had nominated me for this 
competition where they were um, submitting stories of micro heroes in their life that like some people could s- submit a story and say, this person really inspires me. And my friend, I didn't know if she had signed me up for that. And then I got this email the other day that was like, you won a two night stay for two anywhere around the world because your friend said you were micro here and that you're making change in the world. And I'm getting already like emotional thinking about it. And I was just like, this must be the wrong email. No way. <laughs> What? How? Who? Who? But I've been, you know, I and I'm like sitting in my pajamas, just like barely out, like thinking like, what this this person that I'm looking at in the mirror, someone said that they were a micro hero. Like, how can what? So I think that's just as powerful and something to look into of like, why is it so hard for me to accept that? And where has this come up in other parts of my life? And just like when, you know, entrepreneurship, if you get a new client, get a new big client and a new big project and you're like, oh, shit, (laughs) wait, wait, I know I asked for this and I want this, but am I ready for it? It's 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 readying yourself to be able to truly accept and flow through the growth patterns and experience that will come growing in how you say positive or negative. Okay, so I have a question for Sina now. <laughs> Sina, that's surprise. <laughs> you, yes, that's what you need to be up for as well when you yes, are co-hosting. I'm signing in. <laughs> yes, up for it. So, all. a question to you: Have you yourself, on your entrepreneurial mm-hmm. creative journey, um, stumbled upon, met uh, these kind of situations where you are able to use as a mirror to your um, to yourself? Do you have something that you would be willing to share? I guess I have many. <laughs> I was just about to say, no, nope. can't relate to that at all. <laughs> can't relate. Um, no, but I, first of all, I just want to say I love that you bring up um, the example with the quote, like uh, good or exciting mm-hmm. emotions, because I often feel for me, um, Marta and I have talked about that many times and I appreciate the question, uh, because for me, excitement and fear often feels the same mm-hmm. in my body. So, um, yeah, but I have definitely around, like, I love writing. I love singing mm. and it's been the hardest thing to do. I, uh, to, to, and I'm still working mm-hmm. on it. Um, and, to 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 keep for me it's about keep showing up for myself absolutely not like i and that was a choice um that i made not that long ago to you know what i don't care mm. if it's going to take me the rest of my life mm-hmm. before there's free flow writing mm. but i'm going to show up mm-hmm. and it might be a day in between, a month, mm-hmm. a year, but this keep coming back to it. And it's been the importance of that uh, on that journey because I I loved singing and writing when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. completely disregarded that, mm-hmm. that dream. Uh, so suddenly, and also for me that there is... Uh, this part, oh, but if it hasn't happened, I don't know where that right. comes from. I don't, can you to relate to that? If that, if it hasn't happened before you're 20 or 30, right? Forget that. And that's, that's, these are the like, I don't want to say programs, but those are the 
storylines and those are the narratives that a lot of us grew up with that we that a lot of it isn't something that we actually hold dear and that's the intuitive part is like wait that doesn't feel right why am i putting myself on a timeline and if it's so important that i sing and write at any time why do i feel like a rush and it's like oh well that's all we've been trained to do is like you get married at this time you go do so you do this and you do it in this order and then you're good for whatever reason and I think that's, again, with this year, it's like, well, people who have been working at certain things are twist turned around, now starting at the front. People who just came into something, they're rising to the top, and it's everything's a mishmash. So you might as well just do what you want to do. And I love that you said showing up, too, because I think that's where it's realizing that when you show up for your business, you are showing up for yourself. And when you show up for yourself, you're also showing up for your business, whether you're actually working on, you know, writing emails or whether you're writing. But if you're showing up for yourself in other ways that make you feel good to say, I'm going to go to bed a little bit earlier, I'm going to drink more water or whatever. It's like this is the holistic approach where taking care of yourself is always going to be an investment in your business and going to allow you to do your business to the best ability. So yeah. I asked this question because at we also spoke about that you, Candice, could share some ideas mm-hmm. or some ways to actually work with it. Yes. So I uh, I asked you, Sine, to give an example because I thought we could maybe use uh, that example yeah. uh, for you to come up with how, how would you uh, approach it or Ooh. what people because could do. Can I just... Just to round it up, yeah. like the importance of the job, well, that both of you do, uh, in that that someone can hold the space for you mm-hmm. until you can show up for yourself, mm-hmm. until you believe, like, because it is an inner job, right? Absolutely. So I just wanted to, you know, and Marta has been a big one for me in yeah. that journey to hold that, you know, until I could like, okay, I'm going to show up for myself. Exactly. So. I think just wanted to underline that. Absolutely. Because holding space, I think, is one of the most underrated yet powerful and impactful thing that we can do for one another. And that's why I say compassion. I think compassion is in, it has so many definitions, really, but it's holding space for other people to grow, other people to change, especially right now in this climate. And that doesn't mean that you have to be walking them along and that you have to be at beck and call. It means that you can open your heart and allow them the space and and it's really just trusting that they know the best for them. I always say with my clients, it's like we are the experts on ourselves. There is no one else who has been with me every day, day in and day out since I got onto this earth than me. So yet so many of us think someone else outside of us is like, oh yeah, they're gonna know the answer. They know the ticket. They know everything about me. It's just not possible. Um but to speak on so you were saying you you found difficulty like finding the rhythm of writing and singing or motivation just simply sitting down just sitting down just mm. you know just sitting down and write like yeah i that's there's so many ways to go i would say the first thing is when you are what i would say what is the difference or what are the different emotions that come up from when you're saying i'm going to sit down and write today for 10 minutes and what is preventing you from getting down to that 10 minutes? And I don't know that. You might. But again, and then I'll go deeper, is to say, what measurements are you giving yourself and why? Why are you saying you want to show up to write 
every day for 10 minutes? Why 10 minutes? Why every day? Is that something you came up with when you checked into your natural schedule and your energy and the purpose behind you writing? Or is that something that you found online that was like, yeah, if you want to be a writer, you have to write every day. You have to show up for 10, 10 days straight and then it's going to be good. It's it's been a definitely been a journey because mm-hmm. I've bought into what oh but this is the way that you do it and also mm-hmm. this outer goal mm-hmm. like before I even sat down I'm gonna write a book yeah. like you know making it <laughs> like yes not, understood yeah I really needed to take it in I'm doing it for me mm-hmm. and what it turns out to be does not matter but <sighs> I'm not gonna curse on the radio (laughs) you are allowed allowed yeah that was one of the only questions that's been really hard (laughs) i'm gonna say it and that's the having that thought to say it's work that's that's the constant when people are like oh i'm doing the work it's like that's the constant work is knowing those thoughts are going to come up and you saying no i'm doing this for me a perfect example is like i'm a writer right so when i was doing my thesis everybody i had this stipulation like thesis this is something you study for you do it hard you make it hard and i was like well I'm writing this on something I'm super passionate about. I'm looking at African-American filmmaking and the resurgence and of cultural um, appreciation in the States. Like, this is something that's my wheelhouse. I'm so excited to write about it. I get to watch movies and write about it. Cool. And everybody's like, oh, you have to write for, you know, this many months and this and you have to do this. And I was looking at the schedule and then life forced it that I went back home to California to write. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get all that writing done. Of course not. Of course, I was like hanging with friends and things happen. I was like, like how, who's going to write while the beach is right there? Come on. So then I come back to Denmark and I was just like, how could I do this? How? And when I stopped silencing myself, like, how could I do this? What does it mean for me to be able to write my thesis? Pretty much. I did. I did research. But literally in 10 days, I just sat on the same couch and flowed that thing out of me because I found my own system that worked with me. And I gave myself this confidence and also just like the yes. I said, Candace, you can write your thesis and it can be damn easy if you choose to. And if anybody is going to say, oh, because it was easy, it wasn't worth it. That's not the narrative that you're taking on anymore. So I wrote it, got a 12 on that bitch. And I said, okay. Well, congratulations on that 12. (laughs) Thank Um, you. I think it's important to root for each other. And as I, in that, I heard too, like you really burst the bubble on Mm -hmm. um, two that have, for me, been huge. Like if I just have time, Mm -hmm. then I'll do it. Mm -hmm. Or it can't be easy. Like it has to be hard. Mm I think, and that was another, when I was asking myself a lot of my projects and with clients and different things with entrepreneurship, I realized that in the best way, again, bored in an American society of work hard, play hard, you know, you have to climb the ladder, you have to do, it has to be, you know, grit. And we reward so much pain and grit that like, if it's not hard, it's not worth it type of thing. And that was, that took like years of coaching, honestly, for me to realize if things come easy for me. It's because I've put in the work. It's because it's part of my passion or my purpose. It's okay for things to be easy for me. And it's actually a waste. And I think like, I think of just all of the things that had to happen in my education for me to waste and say, no, I'm going to make this thing harder for me. Like life is hard enough. So if things are easy for me, if I'm a writer and I'm passionately working on something and I chose a topic that I can write passionately about and just let it flow out of me, why am I going to make that harder for myself? And why am I going to think to myself that it is less worthy because I didn't struggle? So I'll leave you with that because I think there's a lot of unhealthy reward we put on struggling for the final point. So, yeah, 
So, Candice, we are about to finish the show for mm-hmm. today. We have just a couple of uh, minutes left. Yes. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to give maybe a couple of your reflections or tips uh, or whatever you would like to share with our listeners on how they can use uh, those learnings yeah. uh, on as, the, as a map. Absolutely. Um, well, in, in the map, it's, it's understanding again that your external environment, and you can even just start small with your business, it's mirroring other elements that are, that are happening inside. So I always kind of talk about or think about like the Hydra, like that monster has like 1500, I don't know, 15 heads. And it's like, if you are just working through situation by situation, cutting off all these individual heads rather than tuning in and tapping in and saying, what is the map? How do these all connect? That's how you slay the beast of fear at the root. So it doesn't grow back. You slay the beast of vulnerability. You hit it where it needs to be. And so I think with that, biggest thing too is thanking your emotions, thanking every emotion for coming up, whether you you might quantify it as positive or negative. If fear comes up, hey, fear, thanks so much for showing up. What are you trying to alert me to? What can I learn from? So thank your emotions and and learn the lesson from them because there's always a lesson behind it. And lastly, I think Sina actually really with your story put this into action is I always say intention precedes action. Know your why before you do anything because that will always inform how you do something and how you approach a project or your business or how you approach another person in conversation. So those would be my my surface tips, I'd say. Okay, so thank your emotions mm-hmm. and look for the learning underneath. And Dave, we need to depend here on you to tell us when we have to completely like... Well, we have two minutes left. Two minutes, okay. okay. So I really wanted to take this opportunity to ask you, how do you find that learning under the emotions, if you can... Say it in two minutes. Yes, I can try. So, um, okay. For example, uh, this morning I was super excited about this and then imposter syndrome came up and was like, wait, you're getting interviewed to talk about this? Like, how have you even studied? Like, and so I have, and it, and it came in the form of anxiety. And this is a nice trip that Sina, you mentioned is, well, anxiety usually feels the same as excitement. So I'm like, why is this anxiety coming up? Okay. And I sat with myself. I took a deep breath and I asked myself, like I talked to myself constantly and I said, why are you feeling, why is this anxiety coming up? And it's like, because I want to do a good job. I care. I'm passionate about this and I want to give value during this talk and I want to make a good impression on the ladies I'm going to meet today and, and, it's like, oh, well, that's a great reason. Okay, well, you're going to do great. You care about what you're doing. Wow. All right. Well, now let's go and go into our day. And that could have easily been, I'm anxious. Why am I, Why is this happening? Oh, I don't know if I should do this. Oh, why did they pick me? It could have gone to a whole different spiral. So I think that's just one example of asking, especially when fear comes up. It's like, what are you trying to protect me from? And sometimes it's like, thank you for notifying that, but I have an action plan. I'm going to go forth in that way. Okay, so it's actually asking yourself questions, being curious about what brings that emotion. Honest, brutally honest with yourself. Okay, that sounds uh, that sounds interesting, and we are really hoping 
you, our listeners, that you will know now how to thank your emotions and then get curious yes. uh, of what they are trying to show you, alert you from, or protect you from. Thank you so much, Candice, thank for you. being here today. Thank, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Sine, for co-hosting yes. and thank sharing you. your story. And thank you, Dave, for Yay. taking care of us in the studio. And the word of the day is an Categorical. Uncategorical. Yes. Woo, woo, woo. Gonna take that with me. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.